from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey everybody, welcome to Sonic Light Podcast, episode 131. What? Wow. 131. That's a lot. Jack, what are the um, seven liberal arts? Grammar, rhetoric, logic, arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. Awesome! Should we tell everybody about the arithmetic problem that we just had? (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with that. (laughs) There is no year zero. That's right. (laughs) So that means, as our first episode of 2022, by some metric, we are in our seventh year. No. No, well, after April 4th. Oh, we're, fi- we're finishing up our sixth year. Sixth, sixth calendar year. year. Yeah. Yes. No, I can't, get, I can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I think really we're fully vested at this that. point. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, we're vested. This is trigonometry or algebra, and I never could wrap my head around that. No, the Grand Law just <laughs> dropped our pension. Did you hear that? Oh, again? <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> Now, Larry, you and I are grandfathered, but the rest of these guys, they're, they're done. Right. They're out. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. It's our regular crew, uh, uh, Tim, Jack, Larry, Pete, and uh, Josh Lambert and Killer. <laughs> Thug life. <laughs> so, uh, uh, our guests all bailed on us tonight. Um, let's blame it on the weather. Because it was a beautiful day? Yeah. Correct. Got it. They're out golfing. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tim, we're going to save you for last so you can boot up your computer. <laughs> Actually, I forgot my computer at home. <laughs> Jack, what have you been up to masonically or otherwise the past couple weeks? Uh, the usual Masonic education that I do with the candidates, and that's always fun. They um, seem to be getting something out of it. But last night was our state of meeting. And we, it's the state of meeting that we traditionally call amateur night because it's the, all of the new officers in their chairs. and and Or, I, or in other lodge cases, it's the guys repeating Same the officers time. for the 19th time, right. But in our lodge, it's new officers, new chairs. And I just want to, whoever, whichever of them listened to the show, uh, they did a great job. It was absolutely spot on. The ritual work was, was verbatim. I was really proud of them. They really worked hard to get it right. And then as part of the – well, two things. Um, our senior warden, Orlando Vega, uh, who um, has a, tr- a tremendous life story that's, that's worth hearing. But he got up and did a, a, a Masonic education on the Knights Templar, and he was amazing. He was great. Uh, made a really nice uh, brief history of, of the Templars, who they are, what they are, what they aren't, that kind of stuff. That was great. And then the Worshipful Master called on each of the elected officers and said, tell us your Masonic story. And five of the officers stood and said, going through the line in this lodge is probably one of the top first or second most important things I've done in my life, other than the ice. Um, but I, it, it struck me that five of those guys mentioned the fact that they had gotten something really, really important out of their service to the lodge, and we just don't hear that in you know enough. We hear about oh, it's a pain in the ass. I can't get guys in the chairs. Nobody shows up for meetings. But these are these are five guys, really all of those guys, that will agree absolutely that this is a really important step in their lives to go through the chairs and to serve the lodge. And they've, they've, they've grown from it. You can point to them and say, you are not the same person that I met three, four, five years ago. And that to me was. Well, Jack, honestly, amazing. you're, you're a huge part of that because you were a big part of. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean this. No, nah, this is this is about them and their personal growth, and I I appreciate. But that you're but you guys that, have but... made Effort Lodge a good place to learn and a good place to grow. But only because there's one guy who's a nerd about it and wants to share right. his nerdness, and and every lodge has that nerd. That nerd just needs to get over his his whatever, and share it and 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 get it started. Uh, it's it's not about me. It's about those guys and the work that they're doing, and they they get it. And and that's I'm really proud of them. I, I couldn't say that enough. But. Larry, have you done anything? Except Larry, get get yourself together. <laughs> Since we last sh- since we last broadcast, oh boy, jeez, I did a lot. I, I and I'm at my age. I'm having trouble remembering half of it. Uh, I will say something uh, real important. End of I December. Remark, however, end of December, <laughs> I was elevated to the position of Grand Tall Cedar for Lancaster Forest 27. Congratulations, Atta boy! Yeah, I am now in leadership. Oh, that's oh, scary. God help us all. And yeah. now we're going to show you how to tie a tie. <laughs> Because <laughs> in all your photos, your tie is hanging. <laughs> it's, it's, One yeah. of the clips came loose. <laughs> the clip came off. The clip broke. Uh, what can I say? Larry Griffith gave me that tie. Does that mean anything? <laughs> in 1957. <laughs> and uh, let's see. We had the uh, first meeting of our newly merged lodge, Millersville 476. Coup d'etat. Uh, we also, I guess... Oh, I already talked about that when we killed the other one. No, I mean, we didn't kill it. Larry, face the microphone. I thought it was Lamberville. Lamberville, yeah. Lamberville Lodge? <laughs> uh, and there are probably a bunch of other things beside Goose and Gridiron, other things I've been involved with. So it's, it's been busy. It's been busy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we had our uh, Tall Cedar meeting. I thought that actually went very well. Um, we we uh, you have people that can read. <laughs> Ouch. Um, by the way Larry I'm giving you notice I'm giving you doing timely notice um, that for this month's meeting you may you will need to find someone to take payments that night because our 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 tall cedar meetings fall on the same night as the Valley of Reading and we have four meetings a year and as an as I'm climbing that officer line they kind of uh, want me to sell my soul to the Scottish Rite, and I have to show up. So, um, so let's see what else. Oh, and the new lodge. Um, I'm really uh, becoming the grumpy past master. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Pete. That, that didn't take long. That didn't take long. Yes, um, but I, I mean well. But look, everybody, everybody. <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> I mean well. Everybody's Who heart's in the right that? place. Everybody's heart's in the right place. I'm just trying to guide them, without. Being mean or losing my mind, and I'm failing at both of those. So yeah, hard. yeah, so yeah. Hard. <laughs> um, but a cool thing I did. Uh, so my cousin Becky. Uh, so you know, my family is a big Italian family. So I'm the first and only Mason that I know of in my family. Well, my cousin's husband um, is joining Millersville Lodge. And he is a uh, retired uh, um, high school superintendent. So he's got a doctorate. He's super smart. And he's uh, um, Metagon, which for you guys, that's what we, us Italian people call you people. Um, so, yeah, so he wanted to be, uh, be a Mason. So I got to guide him through his Fellowcraft degree last week. And it was kind of cool. It actually meant something to me because. I see all these people that are like fourth, fifth, twentieth generation Masons, <laughs> or guiding their sons through, and uh, yeah, I mean it's the closest thing I'm going to have because I don't have kids, so you know I I, I walked my seventy year old cousin <laughs> through <laughs> the degree, but uh, it was kind of cool. Um, <coughs> Brother Josh, uh, well, I I pretty much just attended. The uh, the first meeting with you guys of Millersville Lodge number four hundred and seventy six, and uh, I installed uh, Larry Hudson as worshipful master, and you know, just looking forward to uh, joining the grumpy past master area of the. It was so sitting. nice seeing you and Pete sitting in the back row there. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that in ever, 
ever. I, well, I am so it's proud. It's because I never sat on the sidelines before. <laughs> but it's proud that good. The, look good. the most recent Grumpy Pass Master and me, <laughs> an established Grumpy Pass Master, we sat grumpy at the end all by ourselves while all you guys were hugging. Oh. You guys were all hugging Spring. during the Corona <laughs> con- and we're like, nope, COVID. we're not getting anywhere near you guys. <laughs> Timmy. All right, so um, I attended the annual communication of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Uh, got to see uh, right worshipful Grandmaster Jeff Wonderling installed. Is that was that in Pittsburgh? I was in Pittsburgh. Did you get um, French fries on your sandwich? Uh, no. No. Oh, okay, that's what they do there. I know. We, I didn't really get to eat outside. <laughs> they do that here now too. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. The uh, Cigar Lodge met uh, at least once daily, and on a, once one of the days, I think we met three times during the day, um, which was a lot of fun. And um, apparently, it, it was a at least a quasi super spreader event because our outgoing master, our incoming master, our current senior warden, all got COVID within days of coming back, <laughs> and so oh, they were uh, all in the same car going and coming. So. Whether they took it or, and spread it or brought it back from there. Um, they were hugging and shaking hands with 150 Well, no. People. You know, we walked into the big room, and you walked in on one of the sides. And I told him, I said, let's go to the other side because everybody's going to want to sit near this door. And I was right. One side of the auditorium was 98% capacity. The other side was... 40% capacity, and we were very comfortable over on the other Social side. Social distancing. Exactly. Um, so, And even among ourselves, we were setting two or three seats apart. So anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, fortunately, our um, 80-year-old senior warden has survived, and he's now back at work. That was the one they were most worried about. Um, but uh, anyway, that was – if you've never seen an installation – uh, of the Grand Master of Pennsylvania, you should. Um, it takes longer to introduce all the dignitaries that show up than for the actual ceremony, but it's pretty impressive all the different dignitaries that show up for that. Thing. Yeah, that would lose me. Yeah. Because you know what they all are? Yeah. Master Masons. Exactly. Exactly. The put it in the day, program. But we're all on the level. That's right. Put it in the pro. Put their names in the program. You get to see a lot of fancy regalia, which I not think is that day. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. One thing I will say about the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, we don't wear those stupid gauntlets like we're going to go in hand to hand combat. Oh, oh, they're They're awesome. Okay. Anyway, so. (laughs) You need something to wipe your nose on, anyway. Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 held its first meeting of the year, literally on January the 3rd, um, where we were uh, blessed with uh, an official visit, our district deputy grandmaster, who. It's not the the official visit. It was a official visit. Uh, so we had a lot of visitors to the lodge, and our lodge received the Lodge of the Year Award for District 3, uh, which is a great testimony to our past worshipful master. Um, Tim Dedman. No, not Tim Dedman. Uh, Ken Robinson, who did a great job over the past two years. Since then, it's been a lot of conversations with secretaries and treasurers. Um, <clears throat> no fewer than... 34 people in secretary roles locked themselves out of the system uh, because they inadvertently ended their own terms in the system, which locked them out. So that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, Pebcac. Yes. And you're coming to our February meeting to explain this. <laughs> well, process. and I actually uh, used my lodge as a guinea pig for that program, um, and it was well-received. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll do I'm well. Exci- I mean, I'm, I will go because Tim could make – such a boring presentation, palatable. <laughs> but why in the hell does a regular Mason who happens to show up want to hear about a database? Well, actually, come to that meeting and you'll find out. Because there's a lot of helpful information. <laughs> How's that for a Well, oh, I'll give you a for example. What some of the planning committee meetings we had. The, the lodge that we merge with has no idea. You can pay your dues online. They have no idea how to get into the portal. They are just totally out of that. They is you now. You know, yeah, they actually, is you now. Yeah, and they are literally excited we, about him showing up, number one, and about the, the possibility. So, Larry, they're a small college town. <laughs> I was actually really happy when I logged into the portal, what it had. 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, uh, other lodges around the state, you know, had passed motions that we shall not accept online dues payments, except their members actually went on and paid their dues online in a lot of places. And all of a sudden, on the secretary and treasurer dashboards, it kept saying, you know, we're holding $500 of your money, or we're holding $1,000 of your money. And the question is, how do we get that money? Well, you have to set up the online due system in order to get it. Oh, well, we, we, we voted not to do it. Okay, well, then that money is just going to sit there in the Grand Lodge account until you... But you still owe for every member. <clears throat> but you still owe for every member. That's correct. So that has become a moot point. And any Ubar Grotto listeners, <laughs> pass the word. Here we go. Get this online so we can pay our dues instead of having to write a check and forget whether we paid it or not. Come on, get with it. And you can go to the Grand Lodge portal and put your system on there, and we can do that, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? It costs some money. It might cost some money, but... For small organizations, it's probably not feasible. It's not feasible. Well, anyway, there's still Somebody ought to do that. Somebody somebody, ought to do that. Somebody ought to do that. All right. Enough whining about... It sounds like an extension of last year's episode. Right. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we are going to talk about the new year and new beginnings. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. back everybody so um our guest this evening is grand tall cedar larry maris of lancaster oh. forest number 27. <laughs> oh. oh no surprise so larry tell us a little bit about the tall cedars of north america i got a beef with you i don't know that much about them <laughs> well the tall cedars you know i don't have a clue what year they were found but i can remember as a kid growing up, that they were very instrumental in promoting the Jerry Lewis muscular dystrophy telethon for years and years and years. And I do know they raised literally millions and millions of dollars, I think about $34 million over about a 50-year period. The, large, the largest non-corporate donor. Yeah. And why is that? Why, what do you mean, why is that? Why, why did they donate to muscular dystrophy? Well, they just... Like Jerry Lewis, apparently. I have no freaking idea. What do you expect? Wait, wait, so that's not their charity that they focus well, on? Well, that is their charity oh, they okay. focus so on. I was oh, to, like, softball oh, you. I thought you were trying to find out no. why they made that decision no. 65 years yeah, no, ago. I, I was like, oh, no. Was there a past grand tall cedar had a special needs child? I, am I missing something? No, no. I was trying to tee oh, up okay. a softball to Larry to say, I don't yeah, even think our, our history goes into that depth. I have no clue. I have no, no clue. Second level. But that's, but that's pretty much what we do. And uh, as time change and the telethon really is streamed now instead of being on uh, television uh, things have changed and I think our outlook on supporting charity we're still supporting MDA of course but we're starting to look at doing other things in support of it. Yeah so I mean basically with um, the main charity is the Tall Cedar Foundation which provides research into neuromuscular diseases um, however, there's other things that have been that are we're finding out that are extremely important to us to these families. So, yeah, like one of the children who was our um, ambassador a few years ago, uh, their family is in desperate need of a new wheelchair van, and that's not cheap. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
or are and and or no, I'm sorry, a house, uh, living arrangements that are you know, handicap accessible living, and uh, so they're starting a new fund for that. Um, for you national and international listeners, Tall Cedars is mainly an East Coast thing. Um, there are some chat forests, you know, like our our grand our supreme Tall Cedar this year is from Kansas. But it's pretty much like a little oasis out there. They got trees in Kansas? They got trees out there? <laughs> they are at Home Depot. They meet at the Home oh, Depot God. in the garden <laughs> department. That's where you get the firewood wrapped. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, in many ways, the meetings kind of mirror, like, like Grotto is big in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Tall Cedars are big on the East Coast. And um, now they're starting to all cross over a little bit. One of the unique things that I found and my wife found, uh, we include wives at our dinner meetings and our social meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're part of the process. Now, they're not a member of our, of our uh, organization in any way, but they're, they're really, in spirit, a part of it. And they love going to the, to the, uh, to the dinners. Social-wise, it's great. Um, every guy, every, every member of Tall Cedars basically is taking his wife or his girlfriend or his buddy, his companion, whatever you want Just to call not it. both. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and and uh, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> and uh, it, it, that's that's what's real. That really makes it strong. I mean, we go to events. It, you, the wives are there. Matter of fact, my wife is kind of outspoken, should I say? And uh, particular. Yeah, <laughs> she she does mention where she feels that women could probably manage and run our organization a little bit better than we men can. And she did that in front of Chris Gibson and a bunch of dignitaries at the table. I thought, okay, well, there we go. And they all agreed with her. Yeah, yeah they exactly. did. Yeah, they actually did. <laughs> I, I said the very thing yesterday at, at our lodge meeting for our social stuff. We absolutely should have the ladies plan in that yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because they run our social schedules anyway for the most part. So, you know, they know. They know how to do it. They can. They could. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, um, it's one of the only Masonic organizations that we have belonged to where collectively the wives are, are are very much a participant in being at those meetings. And the other thing is you could – all of our meetings are open. Yeah. So even when we uh, do degree work, anybody could watch the degrees. Now, we only take the candidates into the back room for the secret work for passwords and, and things like that, um, handshakes. But you can come out to any of the Tall Cedars events and not be forced to join. Right. Um, in fact, we we're, we actually do a very poor job of putting the hard sell on people because we really want you to feel welcome just to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good organization. I've been along a number of years. And Tim, are you in a, a cedar yet? I am not. <laughs> what's on, what's what's going on? With that? <laughs> For you new masons, you're about to witness a, a pendant body pressure. I have uh, learned the uh, real secret word of a master mason. Do you have an extra $35 in your budget at the end of the year? No, actually... Um, you don't care about uh, muscular kids with... You know, the irony in this is, is from the time I was probably 14 or 15 until I was 20 or 21, I actually volunteered at the local TV station... Um, the to telethon. help organize the uh, telethon. Whoa, and awesome. So, uh, You're uh, an old hat then. The we irony step right in. Is, is, we could get you to be a speaker well, and talk about that event. Oh, I don't, I don't even remember other than the fact that You I can was make there. it up. We don't And care. McDonald's <laughs> brought all these cheeseburgers, and so you got a lot of cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Nice. Um, so, Tim, you need to give some serious thought to that, especially well, my year while being grown tall. Uh, you know, I believe would love it or not, Larry, to be a visitor. I've actually thought about that, and... Um, I'll give that what was the conclusion? Further thought. <laughs> I'll give that further thought. No. I will give it due consideration. You know, it's interesting. I, I used to be able to say because I was never asked. And um, Tim, we would like you to join Tall Cedars. And so uh, <laughs> about a year or so ago, um, someone up in the uh, Harrisburg area talked sent me an email about it or whatever, and I told him, I said, well, I'm kind of busy right now. We'll think about it or whatever. But I've actually given some thought because of Larry's uh, leadership this year. Of uh, You just gonna... need another place to heckle Larry. That's it. <laughs> That's what <laughs> That's we need. So everybody come it's be a good to year. the Tall really Cedars is. and heckle really Larry is. while he's trying really to do we got some good officers in line, so... It's yeah. the one dues card I don't have. Now, I want to address one thing about here, talking about Tim and he's thinking seriously about it. We have another 
Jack is a member of Tall Cedars, our, our forest. Do you think he, he owes his myself. dues currently? But but we'll work on that. I'm going to look down the line here. And Josh Lamberton, are you a member of Tall Cedars? I'm not, I'm not so a member sure. of Tall Cedars. But oh. you have been to a couple of our functions, have you not? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've always had a great time. So yeah, you're in exactly. arrears. Exactly. You were supposed to be at Larry's first meeting. What happened? He got. You were supposed I to be Charlie Ray's date. He was exposed to COVID. I was, I was to COVID. exposed to lots of COVID. Oh. Well, thanks for, thank you for staying home. Five-day quarantine. Are you considering uh, joining Tall Cedars? Uh, I actually have a petition already, a signed petition. No! Oh! Ooh, the race is on. Will it be oh. Josh or Tim? <laughs> hey, we're going to have a ceremonial. Oh, let's see how yeah, we but you get that. But you get to oh, wait three years Larry. to get your ceremonial. Oh. Do you have a petition with you? No, I do not. Oh! Larry, Larry, Although Larry. we did get one rejoining member, and Charlie Ray, bless his heart, because of me. <laughs> I was actually going to be Charlie Ray's date that yes, night. Yes, you were that night, and he was downtrodden. He was oh, he felt man. bad. Yeah, he man. felt bad. Bless him. Always carry petition. I love Charlie Ray. All right, so let's move on to a different appendant body. Okay. How about Shrine? Who's here a member of Shrine? Just Tim and I? I guess so. Okay. I've been a member 17 years. <clears throat> I think once has anybody asked me to join Shrine. Well, in our area, for our listeners, Lancaster County, well, T- Jack and I are based in Lancaster County. So we, we, well, everybody here, except for Tim, we don't have a Shrine in Lancaster County. So you'd have, now, he, now Jack does live in Ephrata, which is pretty close to Reading. So you'd either have to go to Reading Harrisburg or Delaware. It's close to Reading, but it's not close to where the Rogers Shrine is. Yeah. Rogers Shrine's another twenty minutes on the other side of Reading. Yeah. So I mean I, I can kinda understand because of the commute. Um and I don't know. I don't like just I, I've been a car carrier in Shrine for a lot of years. Same for me. Um however I am vowing to get active again this year. Uh because our friend and, and regular contributor Seth Anthony was a sucker and stepped into the bottom of the line at Zembo Shrine. I yes, he was. Yes, he did. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I'm going to support him because Seth, Seth's done a lot to support me on my Masonic journey. So uh, I'm going to – I made a promise to him and Mike, the new potentate at Zembo, that I'm going to try and be a little more active this year and do some things. So if any of our listeners are members of Zembo Shrine, which is in Harrisburg, um, I've already spoken to Seth and um, – by the time this recording reaches the air, the executive committee will be aware of this. Uh, while I, too, have been a card-carrying member for probably 12 years, um, I'm working with them to establish a um, cigar and bourbon club at the Zembo Shrine. Uh, not exactly sure what form that will take, but it's an opportunity for guys in the area to come together, have a place that they could come together and have you know some fellowship, and especially during these cold months, um, be able to f- to have a space that we can go and hang out and enjoy each other's company. So, and the building sure as heck won't burn down. It's well, so chock full of us. We could hope that it would burn down. Not not <laughs> not really. Um, but um, yeah. So my all right. Here's another question for somebody who's on the outside looking in. I've heard that the ceremony is really cool, entertaining. It's actually participatory. Hot. It's actually kind of hot. A little hot. Um, does anybody do the ceremony anymore? Mm-hmm. Officially, no. Really? The listeners <laughs> cannot see what my hands and eyes are doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, officially, no, no, because that that you know that that could be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask our friends at the Demulen Museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I guess if you, if you get the right group of guys when uh, somebody's not looking, you might be able to, you know. But I think the shrine really epitomizes, you know, Freemasonry as a whole in terms of they went through this incredible growth spurt. And uh, obviously everybody knows about the charity uh, the charities that are supported by the Shrine, which are the Shriners Hospitals. And, um, I mean, it, it truly is a, a worldwide known charity out there. Uh, but the growth that they faced, that they had back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. 
um, you know, those guys have kind of died off and are well, continuing. I mean, to die in, off. in my opinion, what what the shrine has, d- they've done so much good for humanity. True. Um, so that can never be discounted. Right. But it started out as a place for master masons to have fun. Yep. And they kind of got away from that, at least locally. Um, they got you know really into. The, just helping the kids. Yep. Um, and I think for long-term success, they're going to need to try and find some sort of a balance because that's kind of what we have at our local grotto yeah. where we can go and we can have fun. Um, but, you well, know, I, but I, I see that they're on the upswing right now with, yeah. with uh, Potentate Mike yeah. and, and the divan that they have now. So um, I, I wish them luck. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And I think that's true of all Masonic bodies. We've got to look at, you know, people – you know, people join things for different reasons, and we certainly don't join for the reasons that our grandfathers joined things. Um, so if you can't, you know, if you really want to bring folks in and get them engaged and get them involved, you've got to find something that resonates with them. And, you know, for me, you've heard me on this podcast numerous times talk about the fellowship uh, of the Cigar Lodge um, things like that, and it can be anything. Find your own niche. Well, I mean, that's what for years, for years when they had huge membership, mm-hmm. they had hundreds and hundreds of units. Yeah. You know, if you were into Corvettes, there was a Corvette unit. If yeah. you were into RVs, there was an RV. So they had things that like-minded people wanted to do yes. together. Yes. But now as the membership's aging and the numbers are dropping. Those clubs have gone We away. need, you know, maybe, I don't know, what's something new people are into? Um, vaping club. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, Jack, you're... <laughs> you know, we need some new units that are more apropos for today's society. Yeah. But anybody that's interested, if, if you're, you happen to be in the area, let me know. Send me an email or something. Because literally, I'm in the middle of drafting some proposed, um, I don't know if you call them bylaws or whatever, that you have to submit to the... Uh, executive committee. And we'll see if we maybe we can get Mike and Seth on the show. Exactly. That wouldn't be a bad idea either. They all look at me. Well, your I, microphone is poised. What? Yes, you like no. you have something uh, no, to it's, say. It's, no, I don't. I don't. All right. Next, uh, Grotto. Jack, we'll let you have Grotto. Oh, geez. Why? What do I want to do with Grotto? <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about a pendant body. So, uh, for, so for uninitiated. Give kind of like a high level what Grotto. So they about. used to call Grotto the poor man's shrine because back in the day you had to be a member of eleven different bodies in order to get to shrine, and Grotto any Blue Lodge Mason is in, or Master Mason is entitled to join Grotto. So I, you can call it the, the 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 playground of Freemasonry. You can call it the sandbox. You can call it the cat box. Uh, you can call it whatever you want. It's just a place to go and relax and to not have to put up with the formality, at least in, in the grotto that I know, because every grotto is different. And depending on where you are around the country, you can go to some grottos that are like tuxedo tails, you know, white glove meetings. And, there, and there's other grottos that, are, that I've been to that are more like tall cedars. That right. They're ladies present. So dinner, dinner meeting, yeah. nothing really had us. And in, in, in the grottos around here, it's a way more informal. It's, it's you know, blue jeans and, and some sort of, uh, you know, golf shirt or something with gr- grotto logo on it or whatever is, is, the, is the appropriate attire. Um, but there's usually, you know, some gathering time, uh, maybe a meal, uh, a, a presentation from somebody about something. It's uh, it's just really a chance to get together with your brothers and hang out and not have the, the, the formality driven down your throat that you have to hold your hands this way when you say a prayer and you have to stand this way and you have to, you know, all the, that is just not not worried about at a grotto meeting. So it's it's a good time. It's you're not going to you know learn the secrets of the universe, and we don't you know we don't get to polish the grail every other Tuesday, but but it's fun. But it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Kids. The Humanitarian Foundation. The signs right behind you. Yep. Uh, right. Mainly dental care for children with special needs. Yes. Which I think needs to be broadened, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, there are. Is that it for the fun bodies of Freemasonry? The. Um, the, the, the legal well, official ones? So you get a, into corks and things like that. Well, but, that's but all. you know, 
I have one of you know my favorite body, quite frankly, is AMD. What's her name? Is AMD? Oh, AMD. Um, I know her. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to be a member of uh, the Yorkerite, at least in chapter. Chapter. Right. And uh, but it is it has truly become my favorite body for a number of reasons. Number one, we have f- some fun there, but it's also a learning opportunity because there are uh, you know presentations of. It's more than just, you know, your tired old presentations that you might mm-hmm. see in another appendant body or whatever. People actually have done research on them and so on. And again, AMD councils differ from body to I'll body. I was just be about the, to say the same thing. I'll be the so. devil's advocate here, though. Uh-huh. And I, I am a member, and I, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But, but when you get into any of the invite-only bodies, a, there's a certain level of butthurt that happens mm-hmm. because just like whether whether it be anything from the the ultimate last and final degree of Freemasonry mm-hmm. or, or, or AMD or anything else, it's like you don't ask because then you'll make sure you never – if you ask about it, you'll never be asked. That's right. Because a lot of the old guys, that's, that's their, their mentality on that. Yeah. So these things are having – now that we have the internet and podcasts – People are finding out about these things. And, you know, so I'll, I'll caution our listeners. If it's something you you're, you like and you're into, be circumspect. Be circumspect. circumspect. There we go. Pull somebody quietly aside. Don't ever ask anything about publicly yeah. because people just think that then they'll need to never ask you. Right. Well, yeah. and, and the thing that our listeners can know is that our councils are limited to 27 people per council. So it's a very small group, um, and uh, why twenty-seven? Well, I'm not really going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> that number has some significance. Uh, <clears throat> that was Daryl Sittler's number on the flyers back in the day. Okay. Just a random Good to and, know. And, and and Ron Hextall. There you go. So, so but yeah, it's um, thanks, Rain Man. Yeah, thanks, Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the idea was that you don't want the lodge to get so big that you don't know everybody. Everybody should really know each other personally yes. and well. Yes. And when you bring somebody new, you don't just bring if you have twenty five member yeah, if you have twenty members, you don't bring seven in at once because that's gonna totally change the dynamic. Think of it as like right. dumping seven ounces of vermouth into a uh, into a cocktail. Ew. It's gonna change it's gonna change the taste of it. Don't go messing up good bourbon. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and uh, I don't know what. Maybe talk about other stuff. Pick on your crate. Yeah. Yeah. As far back as the mid 1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back. Light up any of our premium cigars and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back. Uh, we have talked about a number of appendant bodies thus far. And uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, some of the Yorkrite bodies that are. Ah, oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hon- I, honestly, I, I think uh, I'll, I'll speak as a past thrice illustrious master of uh, council. The, degree is, the degrees are beautiful. Yes. And I. The upper management of those organizations, I think, is what hurts it. Um, 
I think at least in Pennsylvania, I think every Blue Lodge Mason, I think every Blue Lodge Mason should be go through the York Rite degrees. It is a continuation of the story. It's beautiful. Um, uh, I just I've learned so much more about Freemasonry by going through them. And instead of like Scottish Rite, where you're sitting in the in the audience watching a play, it's done the similar format that we would do regular lodge work in Pennsylvania with the candidates walking around the room and I don't know. I, I'm just a, I'm a big proponent. Yeah. Well, and, and we kind of touched on this uh, last month when we were airing grievances and so on. But I think uh, for me, uh, some of the York Rite bodies uh, epitomize some of the challenges that we face in Freemasonry. Uh, while I love the degrees, um, I'll, I'll speak from my own experience, and, I, and I'll acknowledge that others may have different experiences. Uh, in chapter, uh, we're down to about 67 members um, in our chapter. Um, 13 of them still owe dues. Uh, six of those still owe dues from two years ago. And yet um, the um, there has been a reluctance thus far to... Cut the cord, if you will. Well, probably because you have the same money in your bank account that you never spend on anything except well, for Well, no, actually, the years. problem is is that over the last 10 years, at least, you know, we've been taking draws from the trustees to help pay rent and so on. And we're now at the point where, you know, the bank account is Gotta running look around. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I, I think this is something. Is that shocking to anyone? Well, you know, I mean, that's this a, is what I don't understand. That's is a that good question? Why Jack. has leadership in the fraternity? And I know it's a rhetorical question, yeah. and nobody can really answer it. But it just doesn't seem like this should be surprising to anyone. Well, this and has been going on for since I joined. It, it's been going on. You and, are absolutely correct. I mean, All right, what's well, the plan? So what? That's it. What is the plan? So when when I look around uh, at the surrounding chapters. Uh, all of them are struggling. All bowed down in the grossest idolatry. All are bowed down in the grossest <laughs> idolatry. Uh, they're all Slaves struggling. To they're all struggling. Uh, you could put them all three together. Um, if someone were to edict such, which I think, frankly, if 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 that's the only way you're going to well, save let's, some let's, of these let's bodies. Let's put a pin on that for a second. Yeah. Uh, Jack, you're a, a past high priest, correct? I am. Um, tell our audience who's maybe not in your great a little bit about council. Chapter. Chapter, sorry. Chapter. Well, chapter, it, originally when the first Grand Lodge was formed in England, it was actually considered part of the degree structure. There was, yes, it was. three degrees, uh, including the Royal Arch. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in the early 1800s, 1813 maybe, something like that, the, um, the, the, the Royal Arch chapters were split off. And they became their own thing. Um, and, and the whole York Rite structure, actually, and if you're a European Mason, they, they call it the American Rite. They don't have anything like our York Rite mm -hmm. as, a, as a superstructure. They're still connected. Um, yeah, they're, they're still individual independent bodies and lodges and mark lodges and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and they operate all on their own. But um, to, to the, the, ch the chapter degrees are the next... Um, period of time after what you experience in the third degree, um, you know, fast forward about two generations, and um, that's where you pick it up. And at the, 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 the ultimate end of it is, well, in the, I mean, to put it in a short way, in the, in the Blue Lodge, you learn an adopted secret word, because the secret word is lost. And in the Royal Arts chapter, you learn the secret word. It's found again. And that's something that people don't really understand that, that don't rec haven't received it yet. But it's a, really, uh, it's a really elaborate degree structure. The degrees are very long. It's a long night when you're conferring a Royal Arch degree yes. or any of the chapter degrees. Um, but, they're, but they're very interesting. They're very moving. One of them is done, the, the charge is given in the dark, yes. which is just absolutely breathtaking yes. to have it done. Uh, it, it's, you have to experience it. But the, to have the, the high priest, um, who is the presiding officer in, in the degree, no, most, yeah. most excellent masters, not the high priest. He's, uh, he's the Either way, we can say that they really need better marketing because we all agree – 
That's great. That is worthwhile. It's it definitely worthwhile. Yeah. But and and it's funny because in other parts of the U.S., York right is it. That that's the that's the appendant stream that you go up to. Around here, it seems to have been that that Scottish right took it over, and just sort of co-opted the whole um, the whole appendant body structure. But uh, it it's yeah they all have their thing and and. It, you won't know whether it's your thing or not until you've paid the dues, right? right? So you have to kind of – it's kind of like the legislature. Uh, we, ha- we can't know what's in the bill until we've passed it, right? So it's kind of true here. You, you can't really understand what this whole degree structure is all about until you've gone through the degrees. And that's I, – I, I know enough that I have stopped my York Wright journey in chapter. Because I know enough about what the uh, the next two levels of, of bodies represent, and I, while I don't begrudge it in any way, I'm not any in any way against any of it. I just don't feel like I can take that oath. That's not what I know that I would need to say. I'm not comfortable saying at this point in my life. So I'm not ready to do that yet. And that may change in time, but you know that's just me. So you don't have to. You know, go through council and commandery. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You can get the Royal Arch degree and stay there. And that's that's what I've chosen to do Indeed. at this point. Well, I think the council degrees are very beautiful. And frankly, frankly, one of my favorite degrees in all of Freemasonry is the um, Order of the Temple that's in the commandery. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just like as, as wowed. As I was getting my third degree in particular, mm-hmm. um, I was even more wild when I got my Order of the Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you, you go through those things and you go, oh, that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that's why that conspiracy theory exists. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, um, it just, it was, it, they're all very enlightening mm-hmm. to use a term. Uh, that we use a lot. We should should coin that word. Yes, we should. Um, But I think all of them, all of our bodies are struggling right now because we... I know my body is struggling right now. Well, yeah, that too. Well, I think that a lot of them, kind of like when I was saying earlier when I talked about Shrine, they they kind of forgot what they were created for. Mm. Um, I look around our area and the appendant bodies... All try to put on a stated meeting with a speaker and a program, and they're all just kind of just going through the motions and not really exceeding at it. Yeah, and they get no interest. Whereas, at least you know, in Pennsylvania, our York Ray bodies are separate from the rest of the United States. Yes, because you know here in Pennsylvania, the common the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, yes. we know better than everybody else. And meanwhile, York, you know, as we said before, the Scottish Rite has figured out how to have all four of these bodies take care of their their mandatory business part of their meeting on the same night now, mm-hmm. and just knock it out. <clears throat> um, and then at reunion time, they put on their their degrees, mm-hmm. and they're succeeding. Now they also have a their here, well, at least northern in, jurisdiction, in, in, right? In, well, in in Pennsylvania, right? right. Northern. Well, and I have long contended that, um, you know, uh, an idea that I have had is that we should do the same type of thing within our York right bodies, where that, um, and, and maybe not have all of them meet every month, but you could have one month where that your chapter meets, and the next month the council meets, and if you're part of commandery. You would meet then, and if you're not in commander, you'd have a month off. Imagine that. Um, but you would cycle them through, and at least quarterly then, all of your bodies would be meeting. So you're not pulling away another, oh, it's just one more night. Uh, from this kind of, of forward, forward thinking will not be tolerated, Tim. Please uh, go I, exactly. leave. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I think we're seeing this through the prism of – the fact that it's whichever body you go to, what whatever meeting you go to, if there's 20 people at that meeting, 14 of them are the same guys that were at the last meeting that you went to of some other body, 
and they were the same guys that were at the other body that you went to who were the same guys that it's the same 14 guys that do everything right it's now. even worse than when you get into the invite so, only body so, right so again i would invite the same bodies well just with last except night. in the well, in, in, would, in the invite only bodies there's there's, there's mandatory attendance requirements so yes. you've you've got to be there anyway beyond that uh, it goes back to my question who's planning anything who's planning this what is what is the what are the higher level officers the grand lodge officers um what are what is their vision for 10 years out what is you know well what- i i think that's why at least in scottish right you take the 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 sovereign grand commander is a 10-year term right and you know maybe that's Something I that's maybe, a, maybe that's a long enough horizon where you can have a vision and implement the strategies to get you to the goal, and that that's I think part, that maybe maybe what's missing in in the the York right bodies is that the terms are too short and maybe they don't have enough opportunity to implement this. But, you, they, don't, but you don't have a single oh, well, and they also hu- don't really work well together. Right, right, and that's they need almost like they need. To elect a sovereign something, 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 York right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. We, we, Can't you imagine that cut fight happening? Holy <laughs> moly. I have trouble filling the, filling the chairs at Blue Lodge. I can't, I can't solve York Right tonight. Right, and that's <laughs> right. And nobody's going to solve Nobody's going to solve it because is it really a problem? It's only a problem if it, you know, if, <clears throat> if it goes away. And if it goes away, then it's because it needed to go away. So – I don't know. It, there, there's no really good answer to this thing. It's just yeah, I wish that I felt like somebody was had a plan. I just yeah, I just yeah, I felt like I wish somebody was at the wheel. Yeah, and I don't think there is. Yeah. Ex- except the Illuminati. Well, yeah, that's they're the ones. Right Everybody close. wants to be Illuminati until it's time to do Illuminati stuff. <laughs> then you <laughs> like they don't show up. Uh. I got guests from out of town this week. <laughs> We're supposed to take over Iowa, and you got crap to do. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take another quick break. We'll come back and try to land this plane somewhere. In Masonic News today, the Grand Master of Cigar Lodge Number 9 reported that a rare and valuable collection of vintage and specially made cigars was recently destroyed. Upon attempting to file an insurance claim to cover the lost valuables, the Grand Master reported that they had been destroyed in a series of small fires. Authorities subsequently arrested the Grand Master for arson. Congratulations to our brother Fuad Kashadi of Hiram and Solomon Cigars for having their Master Mason cigar named the number one rated boutique cigar of 2021. That's the Masonic News, so moated was. And we're back, and there's uh, <laughs> we're just during the break. Um, Jack was ranting, so they told me we to were going to go home, but now we're having another segment. I just I was uh, we were talking about stuff, and I wanted to bring up a thing, and I've said this before, probably too often, but if you're out there and you're listening, and you're in a you're in a lodge that is in a town that has a college, you are missing probably a fantastic opportunity to reach out not to recruit college students to join your lodge that's not the point the point is to say to the parents of students who are going to that college we're here if you're a mason please know that your kid has uncles in this town if they need help if they need us if they if they just want to sit at a family dinner table one night and feel like home we're here please know that you know that we're not we're not reaching into your pocket we're, we're right your son just got his fourth noise ordinance with the local police yeah come talk to us yeah because we know the we know the magistrate or you know your kid's car breaks down kids car how, breaks how do down we, we can help them not get fleeced my by had, my the local garage yeah my kid was at college and you know had had a 
you know, ridiculous high fever. I mean, what do you, what do you do? I just uh, got to hope that he goes to the, you know, you've got family in town. Reach out. You and know? and we're, our, we're the new Lamberton now, which is now Millersville Lodge. There's a university, Millersville University, the campus. Our lodge is pretty much sitting in the middle of the campus. Yeah, this is where this conversation and came out. There is a, besides all the handful of fraternities that are there, and they're all small compared to like Penn State or something. Each one's like 20, 30 guys. But um, there's Acacia Fraternity there, which is based on Masonic principles. Mm-hmm. And the local Acacia chapter swears in their new, their, their new candidates every year in our lodge room. <laughs> so like we kind of already do some stuff the with them. Yeah. But, but are the lodge members on the sidelines? Can they be? I don't think they can be. No? Okay. But that's the kind of support that I'm talking about. It's it's not it's not a recruitment project to go to the college campuses. It's to just be the face. It's it's to put the face of masonry in front of people and say, "We're here. You know us. We're good guys. If your kid gets in trouble, we're and, here to help." And it's a built-in community outreach. Oh my gosh! And it's a built-in youth support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I yeah. wish every lodge in across the country that's in a college. I town joined at twenty-eight. I really wish I would have known when I was twenty-one and still at Millersville mm-hmm. to join that, because I sure as like we talk about the tangible and intangible benefits, mm-hmm. um, but like if I had guys that I considered friends and I'm just graduating and I needed a job, I really would have had a leg up on all my fr- all my college friends. Absolutely, because I got I would have guys that are not just my dad's friends that are like now my friends right. that might own a business or might be able to refer me to someone. Yeah, a w- at least a warm introduction to somebody. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's if there's a PR opportunity, that's it. And we're man, we're just taking a called strike three on that one. All right, that's enough whining for tonight. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, well let's uh, let's wrap this up, uh, Jack. What do you got coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks? I don't know. I got to get up to see my new grandbaby at some point. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, he's uh, he's awesome. He's my third, and uh, we're excited about that. And his mom and dad are doing well. And uh, the kid, I mean, from all the little video clips we're seeing, he's a pretty chill kid. So I'm liking that. Very good. Larry, how about you? Uh, other than struggling to get our guests confirmed for the 26th of <laughs> January, uh, go some gridiron, which I'm not going to for the next couple of weeks, but uh, I'm still going to do it. Uh, not a whole lot. Okay. You got it. When's your next stated meeting? Next stated meeting would be first Tuesday. First Tuesday. Of, first Tuesday is that the first? And we have a special Tuesday. guest that night. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I hear there's a great guest. Yeah, Tim Dedman is coming from <laughs> Eureka West Shore. I know that guy. To talk about the new computer system at Grand Lodge. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. That's going to put him to sleep so on So exciting. <laughs> and, Larry, tell us about your guest for the February Tall Cedars meeting. Oh, that would be the illustrious <laughs> You Brian, really are holding his hand Brian through this, Brian Hill, <laughs> who will be our guest speaker. And the whole idea is we're celebrating Robert Burns' birthday because he was born in January. January meeting. January January meeting. Yeah. 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 January, we're celebrating January. his uh, Robert Burns' birthday. They'll be coming in kilts. I, I understand we're going to have a bagpiper. So this is awesome. We don't have a haggis, but we're going to have a roast beef. No, meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf. 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 It's closest to haggis we can get. <laughs> well, I understand Jack is not the only uh, new grandparent or grandparent to be, uh, Pete. I understand you're going to be a grandparent. So, yeah. So, you guys, we we mentioned a couple times that I I foster dogs. (laughs) And, you know, I cannot believe how oblivious I was. (laughs) We got this foster dog who was picked up on the streets of Philadelphia. And I picked her up from the vet. And, you know, my goal was to get her medicated on doxycycline for a month until we could get her heartworm treatment. And I noticed back then that she had some um, developed um, nipples and I assumed she was in heat previously or maybe she had a litter of puppies before. She was really skinny too and I kind of didn't really notice a little bit of a weight gain on her. Um, Took her to the vet to get the heartworm treatment and the vet goes, well, we can't do the heartworm treatment because this dog's pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> and she's going to have puppies in two weeks. Oh, boy. 
So uh, we're getting our house ready to uh, – so a little female Doberman. Uh, we don't know whether she got pregnant before she ran away or if uh, she got caught by some ne'er-do-well in the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> that slut. <laughs> so it's, it's mystery puppies will be coming out. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll be awesome. My wife and I are both into it because we don't have kids. So we're just gonna pretend to enjoy the whole uh, process, and so yeah, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll post plenty of pictures when these mystery dogs come out. You guys can all, <laughs> all, all, all bet on, what... on them to find out. Yeah. You are you the father. Are the... <laughs> I was going there. Damn it, you beat me. Um, and before anybody says they want a dog, uh-huh. let me just tell you, as a seasoned rescue person, no. Um, yeah, we, we really are going to – I'm going to make a stereotype here. I'm going to assume the, do- the father of these dogs is a pit bull. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a dog that's half pit bull, half Doberman, um, we really want to have experienced owners that are going to train, <laughs> that are going to really pay attention and train these dogs mm-hmm. because the worst thing any rescue wants is to get back a year-and-a-half-old juvenile untrained crazy doberman pitbull mix <laughs> so we're gonna find experienced owners that have had willful dogs like dobermans and shepherds and and, and pities before because they're they're beautiful dogs and they make great pets if you raise them right if you yeah. raise them wrong i'm not turning eight little weapons out in central pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> read about them on the news no josh how about you uh, I really don't have too much coming up. Um, I'm just going to be going to uh, our next stated meeting. I might be going to the board meeting. I'm not sure if I can make it yet, though, uh, for the Lancaster Masonic Center. Got about um, But, yeah, other, other than that, not really not really too much going on. All right. Well, can, can all the Lamberton guys sit in the back with sunglasses on and not talk? <laughs> they can do whatever they I bet they can't. I bet a thousand to one they cannot. <laughs> kazoos? Can we all play with our kazoos? Uh, so one thing uh, we'll all be involved with, I believe, is Uber Grotto is going to be meeting um, before we record next time. Uh, we've got that coming up. Um, is there a speaker? Is there any reason to go? Yes, I believe there is something. Jack, do you have any insight on this? A green. I saw string beans. That's Are there string beans? Actually, it's mystery meat. I think it's whatever. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but that's good because seriously, the guy, the the guy John writes does a great job, and so whatever they fix will be good. I'm not going to be there, but I am paying my dues. Okay. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. And by the way, if you're a Pennsylvania Freemason and you've not paid your dues, pay your damn dues. Online. Don't don't make your secretary and the membership committee chase you down. Don't make me call you. Pay them. Pay them now. Um, and and if you live in the northeast part of the state where your dues used to be forty dollars, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, they ain't anymore. <laughs> so, uh, and then on the uh, 29th of the month, um, I'm going to be initiated. You sick bastard. Into the, uh, First Capital York Wright College. Uh, well, there goes our Wilkes-Barre Scranton audience. There we go. Uh, <laughs> both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then I've got several uh, uh, individual meetings with lodge secretaries between now and then uh, as they try to continue to figure out uh, this new system. So, I guess that's it. Um, Larry, you going to take us home? Cut these uh, chickens loose? Absolutely. Absolutely. Special thanks to our producer director Josh Lamberton. Killer. Killer. <laughs> uh, also, special thanks to um, Jack Harley, our news director, Tim Deadman, our marketing director, Michelle Snyder, and uh, Doug Maddenford, our contributors to Masonic Light Podcast. And I really don't have a whole lot to say. I told a joke earlier, they didn't like it. Please don't I'm not going to repeat it. No. So, this is Larry Maris. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Good night, everyone.
Thank you.